welcome to Girls Talk Cyber, GTC, the podcast to help young people feel empowered, educated, and engaged on all things cybersecurity. My name's Jules, and I'm joined by my co-host, Em. Hey, everyone. In this podcast, we want to take away the tech bro cybersecurity jargon and give you the opportunity to understand this incredibly exciting space to help you redefine how you act online. We're going to be covering a wide range of topics this season, from teaching you how to bolster your online security to interviewing amazing women who work in this field and taking a peek behind the curtain into the dark web. And don't worry, here at GTC, we're a judgment-free zone. We don't want to scare you off Facebook or shame job you for clicking a link. No, no, no. We're here to get you involved in the conversation and empower you to feel as though in the event of a cyber attack or a scary online occurrence, you have the tools and resources to deal with it. And to keep the conversation going, check out our Facebook group and Instagram account for the GTC community to ask questions, share cybersecurity stories, and keep up to date with the latest cyber tips and tricks. Let's get into it, Em. Let's get into it. Jules, how many news articles have you seen recently about the next big hack in Australia or big data breach slapped across the first page of a newspaper? All the time. It's like never-ending story right now. Even my uncle who couldn't spell cybersecurity is asking me about them. Right? That four-letter word, hack, can send shivers down a lot of people's spines. So many questions come to mind like, what do you do now? Where do I start? Who can you call and what have they taken? Yeah, it can be really daunting tackling those questions alone. Um, But don't worry, Cyber Queens, we're here to help. Um, Today, we're going to run you through a checklist of what to do if you're involved in any of the recent cyber attacks. Um, And trust me, this is going to come in handy Mm -hmm. because those news headlines of large Aussie data breach will continue to flow, unfortunately. So while we can hope for the best, we're also going to prepare for the worst. Kind of like when you go clubbing and you take those emergency band-aids out, wearing new shoes, like you hope for no blisters, but ready if one comes. Yeah, the band-aids are a must. That's the approach we're taking. (laughs) And the idea is once you've completed the checklist, you can just move on with your day, knowing you've done everything you can to help protect yourself against these cyber attacks. Yeah, and if you ever hear the words data breach, hopefully just a mental run-through of this checklist will become a force of habit. Yeah, perfect. Let's start running through the checklist then. Let's go. Okay, so number one on our checklist is finding out what data has been exposed. We need to understand what has been taken. How would you find this out, Jules? People may not know this, but there are laws in Australia, such as the Privacy Act, which state that if a company believes someone has accessed data when they shouldn't have, the company must do a few things. They must A, notify individuals, B, include a description of the data breach, and C, detail the kind of information that was taken. So you should be able to check off item number one of our checklist and find out what data was taken via some sort of notification from the company that's been affected. And we'd normally see this through some sort of email comms. So legally, a company is obligated to let you know that you have been breached. That's reassuring. Yeah, exactly. So for the purpose of today's episode, we're going to use an example email from a company called Big Shopping Corp to help us walk through the rest of our checklist. And our faux email reads, Dear Cybergirl Boss, I am a shopping company and wish to send my deepest condolences as your password and driver's license has been taken as part of a data breach. Kind regards, Big Shopping Corp. Great. My name, password and driver's license are in the hands of a crim. Another day, another news cycle. What can you do? Oh, this what can you do attitude. I feel it's really interesting to see it becoming more nonchalant towards cyber attacks. 
I'm seeing it amongst my friendship group for sure. It's almost like the more we're exposed to it in the media, the more people are shrugging their shoulders like, meh, my information has been taken. C'est la vie. Exactly. But I want to ask you the question, would you let someone take a picture of your driver's license and walk off? Wish them well. Would you watch a criminal, print a copy of your house key and sleep easy that night? I don't think you would. And just because it's happening frequently and in an online space doesn't mean we should treat it differently to any other criminal behaviour. This information is hot property. Keep your filthy paws of my silky drawers. Per. Got that. Funny. Okay, back to the checklist. Number one is crossed off. We've figured out what was taken, thanks to our big shopping company corp email. Where do we go from here? Number two is going through and pulling out what was taken, one by one, and answering the question of what now. Let's go back to our example. Yeah, so looking at this email from Shopping Corp, it looks like there's two things here that was taken, my password and my driver's license. So what now? Let's start with the password. Now, we do have to change it. And hold your cries. <laughs> I know you don't want to, but this password is now useless. A hacker can reuse a stolen password to get into any of your online homes, and we simply can't and won't give them the keys to the kingdom that easy. No way. And to make matters worse for this shopping corp example, my passwords are the same for every account. Oh, dear. Uh-oh. Red flag alert. Red flag waving high in the sky. Passwords should not be the same for every site because, again, a hacker can reuse a stolen password to get into more than one of your online homes. And if they're all the same, you just made this job of copy and pasting the same password really easy. I actually heard a really funny story about passwords being reused and it came from none other than uh, Donald Trump himself. No way, do tell. Yeah, well, after the LinkedIn hack back in 2012, um, which as reported by Krebs on Security, LinkedIn suffered a data breach which allegedly saw 6.5 million passwords leaked. And then apparently another source found these passwords on the dark web in an Excel spreadsheet for anyone to download basically. And guess what? Donald Trump's password was found in the spreadsheet. And what do you think the password was? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm going to say fake 10 or lowercase. No, it was (laughs) you're fired. And to make it even better, he didn't even use the right your. No, grammar police come through. Yeah, but the best part was he reused that same your fired password for years to come. And that is how he was hacked in the 2016 um, like Twitter Twitter account hack. So his, his Twitter was reusing the same password that he had been breached on four years ago. Four years on. The what now seems to become a little deeper here because it sounds like I have to change my password for every account. Yeah, and before that feels too daunting, which we never want to do at Girls Talk Cyber... We factored this into our checklist. Mm -hmm. So the aim is not to change every single password in your whole history of being online. And trust me, I get it. The amount of dumb stuff I signed up for, the amount of shopping sites you sign up for, (laughs) all the things for your 10% discounts at checkout. No, we're, we're aiming to change the big four hitters. And that is your email, your bank accounts, or your PayPal, however you're making payments, your socials, and your government-based accounts. Um, If you can be bothered doing other layers, be my guest. But this is a great place to start. I think email is a really important one to change and ensure is different from others because getting access to anybody's email is the creme de la creme for hackers. They've hit the jackpot if they can access this. Why? Because you can reset passwords from emails. 
Yes. The amount of times I've had to hit the old, uh, I've got my password button um, to reset my password via email is is wild. Yeah, mine is an embarrassingly high number too. <laughs> but because all the passwords are the same, let's go ahead and change all these big hitter passwords first and foremost. And we've got a trick up our sleeve to speed up this checklist item that will make creating and changing passwords so much easier. Enter the password manager. Password manager. Password manager. We love you. There's no cute way of saying password manager. No. It's just so, um, like, cybersecurity, I guess. But honestly, it's a game changer. I started using mine about three years ago, and I can't look back. So you'll have to let us take a slight segue here and explain how they work. What does a password manager do, Jules? A password manager creates and stores all of your passwords in the one place. You have one master password cool. you need to remember, and that opens up a, a vault to all your other passwords. Picture it kind of looking like the contact list in your phone. You'll see a list of different names with different numbers, but instead a password manager has a list of different accounts with different passwords. You can then copy and paste these different passwords across to log into your accounts. That makes so much sense. Like, I haven't memorized all of my friends' phone numbers. Why would I do that? I also didn't create them. I just clicked their name and it calls. In the same way, I can just click the account and it will log in with the password that I didn't make or know to begin with. And I can hear you asking, what if my password manager gets hacked? Yes. And great question, but basically it's really hard to do. Without going into boring encryption details and confusing everyone right now, there are two separate keys assigned to you when you make an account. And without the two together, you cannot get into the password manager. I mean, technology like this really brings out my inner nerd. Like, I'm so excited by it because it makes being secure online so much easier. We're automating everything these days. Why not automate how you create, store, and use passwords? There are free versions too, so you can start using one today. We'll leave a couple of recommendations for password managers in our show notes you can go check out below. All right, segue over. Going back to our checklist, we've figured out what was taken. We've asked the question, so what, in regards to our passwords being taken. But in our example, we also need to answer the so what for our driver's license being taken by criminals. Mm, This one is really interesting and really scary to lose because the bad guys can use it to pretend to be you and receive some sort of benefit on the other end. Like they could apply for a credit card in your name, open up a bank account, apply for a passport, or even just conduct illegal activity under your name. This is called identity theft. Imagine if you're expecting a large tax return this year, but you log on to claim it and someone's already taken it pretending to be you. I'd be filthy. Furious. So we have two options in our what now when our driver's license has been taken. You can either A, depending on the state, request a new driver's license number if you've been involved in a data breach. Vic Roads are doing this now with Latitude customers who were affected by the data breach, which is really cool to see some initiative from both Australian companies working together to help secure Australians online. And B, if you have to keep your current driver's license, be aware of signs of identity theft. You can do this by grabbing a copy of your credit report for free once every three months to check which companies have recently assessed your credit history. If you see something completely random, like a car company looking at your credit to maybe get a car loan, you can let them know not to authorise a new account in your name. If this feels too lengthy to check your report every three months and time-consuming, you can also consider contacting credit reporting bodies to place a ban period on your credit report to stop people applying for loans in your name for that period of time. But do keep in mind, you also block yourself from getting a loan in that period too. Okay, one and two on the checklist are done and dusted. 
We are smashing through it, team. Mm. Um, we've ticked off what was taken. Mm-hmm. We've ticked off the what now activities for when a password and driver's license are breached, which Beautiful. is great. Um, what's next? Okay, third on our checklist and one of the best layers of defence between us and the criminals is turning on multi-factor authentication, MFA for the affected account. Our golden rule when it comes to security. Uh, Our good friend MFA, we do love you. Um, You've probably come across this before um, and if not, jump back to episode one. We uh, go into MFA in a little bit more detail there. Um, But you know when you get sent a code to your phone after you put your password in? That's MFA, basically. And what we want to do in this step is ensure that your multi-factor authentication is turned on by default to the affected account. Yeah, and this is a really cool step because once you've turned it on for an account, it's a set and forget type of security control. You can set it up to be a text on your phone or where possible, we do recommend using an authenticator app like Google Authenticator to generate a second time code. And while you're at it, it's probably best to go through your top hitter password change categories of email, bank accounts, socials, and government accounts to make sure these all have MFA turned on too. Perfect. MFA, we love you. Done. Excellent. Okay, the last thing on our GTC checklist on what to do if you're involved in the latest data breach is to stay alert. Your details are in the hands of criminals. They have your driver's license, which could have your name and address on there. This could lead to scam calls, texts or emails becoming really convincing. I mean, if they start reeling off your details and demanding you pay a fine, you might believe it. Yeah, while all these technical tools can help us, like password managers, setting up credit reporting, turning your MFA on, we always need to have our spidey senses tingling for any scams after being involved in a data breach, and just generally all the time as well, but even more so after a data breach. Yes. Um, Take a listen to episode one on common scams and how to look out for them um, for a bit more information on that. And that's it. You can go put the kettle on, make yourself a cuppa and give yourself a pat on the back for giving yourself the tools and resources to know what to do if you are ever involved in a data breach. Proud of you for owning this one. This is good. Um, If you're keen to jump into the action straight away, go check out our show notes where we've listed some password managers, free and paid versions to start updating your big hitter accounts now. And we also have a copy of our checklist available there for you as well. Exactly. And don't forget, you can keep the conversation going over in our Facebook group, Girls Talk Cyber, to share your cybersecurity stories with us and each other on how you found running through the checklist went for you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye.